So someone shared a tweet with me about teachers deciding whether or not they want to go back full time. Right here, Center is it Center Grove? That's what it says. Let me share this with you. Somebody tell me what this means. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Um, the parent is saying, as a parent and taxpayer, uh, Center Grove didn't survey me. Well, what's the survey? According to Josh, it goes as follows. Center Grove surveyed their teachers at the secondary level to determine if we wanted to remain in a hybrid model, 50% capacity, or go back to 100% in-person, which would be normal. According to Josh, who put this out on Twitter, we were told that your input will help inform the final decision made by the Board of School Trustees in collaboration uh, with the the Center Grove leadership, which is a way of saying maybe your stuff matters and uh, maybe it doesn't. According to Josh on Twitter, 85% of the teachers voted to remain in the hybrid model. On Friday, so this was the other day, uh, they were informed they would return to 100% in-person teaching on March 8th. Now, the question before us is, does, does Josh have the story right? I'm not saying that Josh has the story wrong. I am not, no name calling. I'm not saying anybody's lying. Absolutely none of that. Is, is the story accurate? Was there a survey? Could I see a copy of the survey so I know what questions were asked? Was the survey, uh, hey, Allison, uh, do you want to go to work uh, every other day or you want to go up to work every day? Right? That was, that, that could, that's a survey. And so I want to know if it was that, you know, easy, clear cut or what did it have uh, some other things uh, to it? I am absolutely most peculiar. I'm, I'm, I'm most curious because it's most peculiar that you would say, we're going to check with the teachers and okay, we're going back. Because the argument being made is, why'd you even check with us? What was the point of of, of checking with us if you were just going to go back? Uh, The follow-up, I I would say, and I I welcome any teacher from from Center Grove to explain this to me. 317-239-9393-93. Why are the teachers the only people being, um, being checked here? I mean, it's, is, is, is that not a worthy question? The teachers aren't the only people who have a say. Let's, let's do this again. The teachers are not the only people who have a say. I, I don't know why this is new or, or, or shocking for anyone. The parent has a say. The parent is a pretty important component. More important, wait for it, than the student. Of course they're more important than the student. The parent's job is to protect the student, their child, and provide for them and do what they think is best. It's one of the reasons I believe so much in school choice. If you see uh, your child has a natural propensity for certain specific subjects or your child has an issue for a whole series of reasons, you should be able to do what is best for your child and move that child to a place you deem fit for their education. You come first. There, there is no model it seems, in public education that discusses the fact that the parent is the most important aspect. It's not actually the student. 
I'm not saying that we should be abusive to students. I'm making the argument that the parent knows what's best for their child. See, this, there's this whole idea of, of, of expertise, right? Oh, the, the experts say this. The experts don't know your kid. So you can listen to the experts, and then what you do is you make a decision. That's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. How, how could you even begin to think otherwise? I'll give you an example something that's going on in this world of, 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 of woke. There is a woman by the name of Karen Johnson. She's out of Washington State. Now, Karen Johnson it runs the Office of, uh, the Office of Equity Task Force, I believe is, is what she, she runs there in Washington State, the Office of Equity. And this is her explaining the concepts of whiteness, wait for it, I'm, trust me, I'm going to connect all the dots, and the problem with things like being on time. Most white people and Europeans are about agendas and to-do lists and tasks and, oh, we have 30 minutes for this and, oh, time to move on, where many people of color, maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't. In South Africa, if we were meeting right here, 235, if uh, Craig Bill walked in right now in South Africa, what would happen is they would stop welcome him how was your weekend you already plans for thanksgiving and would bring him up to speed on what he missed if we were in south africa if somebody if craig bill walked in right now here in tumwater washington we say hello uh this and maybe somebody would well our chairs are gracious so you all would let him know here we are but it's basically this is where we are so just get with it the very idea that you could show up whenever you want Whatever, it's, it's, no, it's no big deal. And somehow we're rude for wanting people to be on time. That's whiteness. Look, I'm in radio. The show starts at 6.06, whether I'm here or not. It has nothing to do with skin color. It has to do with the clock. It has to do with the gig. And everyone who works at Emma's Communications, black or white, needs us in the chair ready to go at 6.06. Right, that's when the that's when the, the weather and traffic stop and the show begins. So really you need us here at six. Well really we have to prepare. So it's more like five thirty. Well we gotta get up. So I gotta get up at four oh five. And Allison's gotta get up at four oh five. And the news guy's gotta get up at four oh five because this show has to start in order for sponsors to be taken care of, in order for you to be able to get the information and everybody to be happy. But I promised you there was another part to this. And somebody elaborates on what this woman was saying. There go about through this work, the Office of Equity should model practices in decolonizing boards and other government structures by identifying and dismantling culture-bound rules and decorum, time requirement, education, and what we call expertise. They're now discussing putting an end to expertise. But everybody who works in education, I shouldn't say everybody, but those people who want to say parents shouldn't even have a say in education, which is a real subject that people have. Parents shouldn't have a say in education because teachers know best, because educators know best. 
Parents shouldn't have a say, a say, and people should just give up their kids to the state to be educated, and that would be better. They want to give up the idea of expertise in, on one hand, like it doesn't matter if you have expertise, you just hire people based on skin color or, or, or other uh, demographic needs, as opposed to whether or not you have a competency to do the job, which I think you should only hire to competency, and that offers you the full panoply of people, regardless of their skin color, regardless of their sexual orientation, regardless of their religion. In this case, it's getting rid of expertise, but all you'll hear is, oh, you have to have to follow the experts. Parents, when it comes to schools, are the key. They're the ones who should have the very most say. I didn't say teachers shouldn't be treated well. They should be treated well. And they should be treated like professionals, be able to run their classrooms like professionals. But a survey of just teachers at Center Grove to decide who goes back to school or if they go back to school? No. Survey the, survey the parents. And then you'll realize, oh, yeah, we're going to be open five days a week. That's exactly how it should go.